And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have my good friend Crichton Hobbs with me, and tonight we're actually doing a spoiler review for Jason Pitts' independent horror slasher movie, Masquerades. Hello to everybody, Crichton. Hi, everybody. Oh, I am so, like, excited about this. <laughs> I mean, this is like, if you have not heard of this movie, you're fixing to hear about it, because I'm telling you, uh, if this was... If I could basically just make a short sentence out of it, this is like <clears throat> Christmas wrapped up in a bow of bloody horror sweetness. Most definitely. It gives you that sweet tooth, pun intended, into Candyman a little bit. But it gives you that little sweet flavor of a horror movie on what a horror movie is supposed to feel like. And everything too, especially with the opening. You see this character. She's slicing the tomatoes. And I went into this a little bit of detail in this non-spoiler review, but the masquerade music in itself feels like a tango kind uh-huh. of dance kind of style. Yeah. And it's like a masquerade. It's like a delicacy of how she's making the preparing the meal for herself. But then you also see some people that this character might have murdered or there's some type of murder that got placed in this. So therefore, there's a lot of misconception within this movie at the very beginning of the credits, which is something that I appreciated. That sure. Oh, gosh. I mean, the the actual, um, like, the storytelling of it. I, I mean, just the plot of this movie, it's worth every bit of watching because, you know, I, I'm telling you, I this is coming from, a, like, a director point of view and somebody who owns a studio when somebody who makes movies right we're the magicians we know the magic tricks we know the magic show and when another magician is watching another magicians do their show and we can sit there and watch it and go oh my i'm telling you that is like Right on the money. That is something that it's to me, it's not only entertainment, but it's art. It's pure art form. It definitely is. This is a very unique way of telling a story that I haven't seen before in a horror movie. Like, for instance, Masquerade is pretty much about this guy named Clint. Clint is a home invader who pretends to actually fall in love with somebody over an app called Masquerade, and then him and his crew go in and pretty much they do a home invasion while the date is being placed. And then they take Mm -hmm. the person's stuff. This time they messed with the wrong person. Yeah. Yeah. And Sylvia is actually uh, a character that is very complex. It's not one-dimensional. She's not a one-dimensional mm-hmm. character at all. She's very complex in her in the way that she delivers certain things. But she's yeah. actually a supermodel, and, and she's internationally known. And so, therefore, they don't even know that they're even going to Sylvia's place in the begin in the first place at all. They think yeah. that this is just going to be another setup. Clint is just going to go in here, do his Clint thing, go inside this house, and take all this person's stuff. Well, when Clint gets there, he realizes, oh. I'm over here in front of Olivia. Yeah, right. And he's like, okay. So now he's like, okay, this is a whole whole different ball game. 
because he's in there with Olivia. So, meanwhile, you have the crew discussing how they're going to go ahead and rob the place and everything after Clint goes on ahead and basically serenades her, does whatever he needs to do to get the job done. But what did you think of the opening and all that stuff, too? Oh, I love the opening because, you know, to me, the the writing of it and the screenshots of it and even the tones of the lighting and stuff like that was just perfectly told. I mean, it was like, okay, you got me here. And then it just showed that, that build, that build, that build, that build, you know, and it just, and it kept building up, you know, and I swear I felt like I was a teenager that was watching this movie, you know, like, Oh, Oh, it definitely glues you in. Yeah, I mean, it just—you can't help but like, what in the world is this hot international superstar doing next? You know, (laughs) that's what it was uh, to me, right? But also, too, you know, whenever it is like this, though, too, Clint questions her and everything. Why Mm -hmm. are you on this dating site? You're Olivia. You're an international super. You know. You're a model for crying yeah. out loud. What are you doing and everything? You're not what are you doing on a masquerade dating site? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I liked who whoever wrote it, they they put a lot of thought into it, like the responses. And you know, like my hat is off to absolutely everybody in that crew because uh you know, I've I've told other actors and actresses this saying. You ever heard of that saying, John? It takes a village to raise a child. Yeah, I heard it that takes before. a village. It literally it takes a village to make a movie, short or feature length. It takes a village, and Jason Pitts and his village, they have created the most awesome film, short film, or whatever you want to call it. I call it film i don't you know but it's a 37 like, minute film so yeah it's definitely yeah. i'm gonna call I mean, it a film because you know he knew exactly how to get that vision from his head for all of us to watch and enjoy it and so my god i mean just the opening sequences it, that's what that's what made me go ooh, ooh, you know <laughs> that, that's what's like Oh, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And also, too, the lighting, like you mentioned, was perfect. Also, another thing, too, is even inside the car where it was dark and everything, we still got a chance. Here's the thing. With dark, when we're dealing with darkness and stuff like that being shot in the dark, sometimes certain shots are hard to actually see. Jason managed to use things in a way that we could see every single thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. In this atmosphere. It's very atmospheric, uh, if you think about it. Yeah, if you look it at is. It. Mm-hmm. And it is. My other thing, though, when Clint walks in and he questions her about why she's even there, she goes, oh, I'm just so sick of being um, the supermodel. I just want to be normal. And everything. And I'm like, okay, that actually does make sense in a way because you know, certain people might get tired of fame. Some people might get tired of the everyday thing of saying, hey, look, I'm tired of dating all these other people that are like me. I want to date somebody different outside of my comfort zone. 
So that mm-hmm. I can see why she would want to be on a masquerade dating site. Yeah. Then she also notices the tattoos. And then he winds up giving her a sob story about how he pri- was in prison. And she just right. doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, she was like, yeah. <laughs> I loved it because to me, that was like a a nice introduction of showing, all right, they, you're starting to see a little, a little dark darkness coming to this, you know, type thing. Yeah. Um, you know, because, it's like, right. it, it showed that build up to it. Right. Because like I said in my non-spoiler review, they both have stuff to hide. Both characters are not mm-hmm. as innocent as they play it off to be. It's like a tango between the two of them. Yeah. And everything about who can BS who, uh, each other the most, basically. Right. But she read right through him. Yeah. Too. Right. And, mm-hmm. and then he goes, she, they hear a noise. Then Clint goes down into the garage. And then I like how the uh, camera pan angles over to the side a little bit to where you see <laughs> yeah. the person that the, the guys that are about to break in. Yeah. And he winds up telling him, right. Where you can see everybody that's there. You know, it's almost like um, you felt like you was in that garage hanging out with them almost, you know, like, right. wow, you know. Right. You actually do feel like you're inside the house with them. It does feel like that. And when he looks at his friend and goes, look, man, we got it. We can't do this. We we can't. Uh, this is very different. He goes, what do you mean this is different? This is just like any other home invasion. We're going to go in ahead. You're going to do your thing. We're gonna get, and we're going to go in ahead and get out. He yeah, goes, right. no, I'm telling you, this is different. Yeah. And what's different is you have a supermodel who is basically seeing through all his BS which is scary for him because now uh-huh. he knows that he can't BS this person yeah, <laughs> or anything like he could do with everybody else. Then she's a supermodel, which means like if anything happens to her, cops are going to be looking for them. Yeah. So you have that. So you have different levels of two characters that are playing off each other very well. Mm-hmm. That is very true. And, and, you know, it was, it's it's too talented. Well, not just them two, but it's all of them act, all of the actors and actresses in that film that just, you know, like me when I, you know, directing, I can tell um, when there's good chemistry with, and, and most anybody else can too. You know, like you can watch a movie and you can like, yeah, them two. You know, there's there's chemistry there. There, I can believe this character type thing, and that, I guess that's why I really fell in love with this movie because when I watched it, you know, I was like, "Dang, man, they they are just on cue with each other. They just know how to read off of each other and make it that much more believable." So it's like top notch. It's definitely top-notch, and like you mentioned before, let's talk about the other characters to yeah. that does this home invasion. Because here's the thing. Clint has a girlfriend who does home invasions with them, and she's perfectly okay with him going on this dating site, talking to, to, to random strangers to rob them, because, as long yeah. as it benefits her. But this is supposed to be the one last blow-up, this one last ride of mm-hmm. hoorah, of, of stealing and everything. 
And you know how it goes when it comes down to one last uh, assassination, one last robbery, one last anything. It does not always go well for the person uh, at uh, all. Something winds no. up backfiring on them. Every single one oh, goes, oh yeah. this is going to be one last Torah. This is going to be one <laughs> last score, and we're going to be set. And this is exactly what happens whenever you say one last anything. And the girlfriend is totally fine with it. She goes, go on ahead, do what you have to do. We'll be waiting here in the car. Next thing you know it, they're joking around, ba- having the bantering. And I thought the banter was really good between the characters. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like you mentioned, the chemistry. And then also, too, the lighting inside the car. I'm actually feeling like I, I'm sitting inside the car with them. Right. As this is going on. And as this is being played out. They're like, so what are you going to do once you get the money and things like that? There's a lot of stuff within this, uh, within the context itself that mm-hmm. I really liked. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I loved how it was enough. It was not overdone and it wasn't, you know, underdone. It was just, it was the right balance of, wanting to keep you there with, you know, the dialogue and the tone of the dialogue as well. You know, um, you know, when you're making a movie, it's kind of like, uh, you know, imagine, you know, the, 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 um, and I can't remember the character's name, but the uh, girlfriend that was in the passenger seat right there, you know what I'm talking about? Um, yeah, I know who you're talking, I know who you're talking about. That's going to be Lizzie. Lizzie's her name. Lizzie. Okay, so, you know, like, her tone was very well done. Like, imagine Lizzie speaking in a stitch voice. Yeah, It just mm-hmm. wasn't played right, you know, but no. she had that right pitch for everybody else that was acting in those scenes with her was like, you know, like with her, and she has like a no cussing rule, you know what I mean? Right. Well, <laughs> but she's speaking of the no cussing. Well, speaking of the no cussing rule, I want to talk about that for a minute because Clint does mention it with uh, Olivia. Mm-hmm. Remember? Mm-hmm. He winds up telling her that he winds up telling her, I, I have this ex-girlfriend that doesn't like cussing. And then Olivia uh, goes on ahead and go, she goes on ahead and she says this, she goes, who the F doesn't like cussing and everything? F her and everything else. And, you know, so it makes her rant a little bit. She's turned up a dial. Yeah. And everything. Her her octave is way up there. And so you don't expect her to go off the way she does whenever she said mm-hmm. he says there's no not a cussing rule that my ex-girlfriend has. She has a no cussing rule. Yeah. Right. Uh, so you want to mention Right, me too. And she winds up, he winds up mentioning the girlfriend without and every and by saying saying, "Hey, basically, I have a girlfriend, but she's not my girlfriend. She's my ex girlfriend." Yeah. Instead, <laughs> you know. But uh, tell me what else you liked about that, though. Um, uh, just about like that, you know, that beginning part of it. Right the beginning part of the whole entire deal. Uh, where... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also liked how, um, it was, it did not feel rushed, but it didn't feel drawn out. It felt like the tempo 
was at the right pace, you know, just to, you know, let the audience get to know this character and get to know this other character. And okay, so this is the intro, you know what I mean? And it just had a very good tempo and it wasn't felt like, you know, we're going to rush it in on you, you know, um, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, let the audience get comfortable, you know, let them get comfortable, let them sit back and relax. And I feel like Jason did very well directing with creating it from script to, to visual. And right, from script to screen, because there could be a difference between when you're writing something and how it's being adapted, and then once it looks good on paper. I say this in my <laughs> reviews sometimes. I said it looks good on paper, but it could look like total crap whenever you look at on the screen. And he, mm-hmm. like you said, the way he look does it from paper to screen is fantastic. Oh gosh, it, it's just um, you know, I, 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 I just, I, I, I just uh, cannot praise it enough about that the beginning of it and then you know as you get you know past like that first you know bit then it gets that's where to me it's like oh you know (laughs) that's when it takes a turn turn. once clint comes back to check on olivia her shoes are off and everything she goes look, we might have to call the cops and everything. There's been somebody in your home. And she's not running. She's not, this girl is not running from anything. She goes, what do you mean there's somebody in my house and everything? That, that can't be, that can't be or anything like that. And she, she goes, he goes, come on, we have to get out of here. And she goes, I'm not moving. I don't care what you say. I'm not moving. I'm here. This is my home. They're going to have to do it and take me out. Next thing you know it, she winds up taking her heel that she took off and says on the kitchen counter, winds up <laughs> taking yeah. her heel and and basically stabbing uh, the heel the the heel into Clint's eye, causing him to fall on the ground. Yeah. And as this is going on, after she walks off mm-hmm. and everything, she winds up looking around for all the other burglars. Yeah, and she finds one of them that's inside the bed, um, the, inside the bedroom with these other dead bodies, that's already there. Yeah, and so the guys over there th- thinking that uh, what the heck is going on here, and everything. Who are these people? And at that point, as he's looking in there, there's also another scene where we wind up having Lizzie, right. Mm-hmm. And Lizzie is over there looking around too. And then that's when she, basically Olivia winds up taking her out. Olivia mm-hmm. winds up, or we think that she took her out. Yeah, and it seemed, that's what I liked because it wasn't like your like a typical slasher thing, you know, where it's like, you know, uh, I mean, it was like um it was like watching for real a almost a um like a serial killer. I, I mean, uh, that's, uh, it's like a, True. Uh, I mean, you know, most serial killers, they like Ted Bundy, for example, um, you know, he had two faces in public, normal, nice guy, good looking guy, you know, but well, he was and literally it's, you know, psychotic. And so to me, that's what, you know, and the same thing with John Gacy, you know, I mean, but the character that Olivia played, um, 
and I forgot the character's name, uh, but, um, you know, that's what it reminded me of when I got right. finished with the movie. I was like, oh, my God, this gives me a whole new take on like a serial killer type deal. Right. Because don't forget, uh, with Dexter, he's like, we all wear masks. Mm-hmm. And he, as a matter of fact, I remember on the first season of Dexter, for example, he said, I love yeah. Halloween because it's the first time that I, he goes, everybody else gets to wear a mask, but I get to put yeah. on, on a mask every every year. So basically, it's just her putting a layer on over her face and trying to show the world what she, her fake self, to right. fit into the world, to fit right. into society. And then right. you wind up having this whole entire deal where it goes a whole 360 and spends out of control because of the fact that you have these people inside her home and she's killing people. Right. And, you know, she winds up uh, taking both of them downstairs. Mm-hmm. And, right. and we find out that she didn't even kill them. <laughs> she, she ties them up and even yeah. Quint's alive, which is something I was surprised about. Wait, when, when he came back? Well, when, yeah, Clint, when, when they were tied up? Yeah, Clint was I, actually alive. I thought he remember. was dead. I thought they were all dead and they were ghosts. And that she, were, she was seeing ghosts. You see, first. here's the thing. At the end, I was thinking that the victims that she kills is going... It, now, this is just me speculating... But I was thinking at the very end of the film, whenever the investigators are over there asking her questions, we wind up seeing uh, Lizzie, her ghost. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah. all these victims that she kills, does that go with her? Right. Does she carry the victims with her? Mm-hmm. And that makes sense on what you said, because I'm like, how does Clint still, how is Clint still alive if she, if she stabbed him in the See- eye? Yeah, see, I got it where he was dead because, you know, he hit the ground and it looked like he was out for the count, you know, and that gargantuan heel, you know, went was long enough to go into his brain, you know. Uh, right. And the same thing with the uh, the other guy, the uh, the real big guy, the other robber. I can't remember his name, the actor. Uh, um, you know what I'm talking about? I, he's a real nice, real nice dude. Jer- you know, uh, Jerome, I think, is his name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jerome. Um, you know, and like when Disney, <laughs> I mean, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> yeah, when she took that and, you know, cut him up under the chin, right? She took that knife and right. well, stuck it. For- the first thing she does is, I think, no, 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 no. The f- first time that she d- does anything to him, she winds up just knocking him out with chlorophyll. With just something like that, and then she puts him down in the basement. Same thing with the girl. Yeah, so they're they still were down alive. in the basement, tied up. So but she killed right. the other guy. Yeah, she killed the other guy. Yeah, the other guy. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that guy. The guy she, she killed Anton. Knife. Yeah. Because I, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, that's a good scene. You know, good kill scene. <laughs> and, right. uh, but, like, you know, after that guy was killed, re- do you remember seeing him by the door? I didn't pick up on that. Uh-huh, I didn't, yeah. yeah. You I'm going to have to rewatch him. this. Yeah, like, and I can't remember if, you know, if uh, Olivia was leaving or what but 
I saw that that character, you know, that was by that door, you know, and I was like, okay, wait a minute. You know, I was like, wait a minute, hold up, he's dead. You know what I mean? So, um, so to me, whoops, sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but, but like to me, the way I took it, it was ghost. The, the victims, or not the, but, you know, I guess, you know, the victims that uh, she, she was killing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it makes sense now. It does. Because, like I said, I think that these are the victims that she winds up carrying with her, which makes yeah. sense because of Lizzie showing up at, tw- at the end of the movie. And she, but after that winds up happening, she want well, we're not going to go into that scene yet. We're still in the basement scene. But, yeah. She winds up taking the knife, stabbing uh, Jerome in the leg, and then she winds up killing him after that. But she also winds up taking the blade to uh, Lizzie, cutting her face. She goes, take off your mask. Mm -hmm. And she also wants her to go ahead and cuss, which is, and I think I know why, what what she means by take off the mask. Uh, and everything. I'm thinking that it goes deeper than that. Like, mm-hmm. show your true self. True, yeah. Instead of show your fake me. self. Yeah. And cuss. I, we know you cuss, so mm-hmm. why are you faking like you don't? Right. And your right. moments of privacy, I'm sure you do cuss. So why are you trying to put up a front like you don't cuss in front of other people? Yeah. So take off your mask. Take off your front. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what i yeah. got out of it yeah that's what kind of what i got as well you know like um it's like um because you know everybody puts on a front whether you're at work or you know at a right. family reunion or something like that you know you put on right. your best behavior versus when you're behind closed doors right. so i you know to me it was like very like show me your truths, your true, you know, type right. thing. Except it was more <laughs> vicious, <laughs> you know. Right. Like, ah, you know. And then Lizzie, went, she goes, "Come on, say the word fuck." I'm not gonna yeah. say it. Come on, just say it. No. Then she winds up cutting the other part of her face, and then she's also th- cutting her arm and everything, torturing the girl because she won't say the f word. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, so. Look, I'm going to tell you this right now. Uh, if Olivia, Olivia's husband, I would be kind of nervous, you know, from here on out. Because if I got Olivia mad or something, I'll be like, hey, how are you feeling? You all right? Uh, is there anything I can do to make you feel a little bit better? I've seen that movie Jason did with, you know, right. <laughs> you know, because she's that good. She really makes mm-hmm. you believe it, you know, like. Exactly. God. And then also, too, another thing that winds up happening after this, she winds up killing her. After that winds up happening, it goes into the next day with her jogging. And then an op- and she opens the door, acts like that. She's one of her neighbors, the, the neighbors and everything, and finds the bodies. And, of course, Lizzie's still tied up. Jerome is still tied up and everything. And then she makes it look like it's a sort of, like, Basically, so not suicide, but uh, but you know what I'm getting at, uh, right? Um, yeah, she made it look like um, 
basically that the neighbors had um, had an affair and caught and basically and everybody got yeah everybody right. killed each other yeah yeah it wasn't and even her house you know <laughs> no and also too she she lives a mile down from them but she calls them her neighbors yeah <laughs> which doesn't make sense so this tells me this was not even her home that she was even at in to begin mm-hmm. with yeah at all which is actually yeah. a smart thing for her because think of it like this you have a famous person who's on a dating app she wants to fit into society she has this random guy showing up she's not going to go on ahead and go to her mansion or wherever Mm-mm. she lives at she's going to look like she's normal as possible so therefore she's going to show up at a normal house yeah yeah so that's what winds up happening but before we get into anything else you know what could have probably saved their lives saved the men's life at least <laughs> Manscaped. Uh, uh, yeah that's true them. Lizzie could have actually trimmed them up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, <laughs> yeah. cheers to 2022 and resolutions you can keep, can actually keep. How about having clean and shiny balls all year round? Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to save your balls this year and make the ball drop into 2022 the cleanest and sexiest ever. Set your first New Year's resolution with good intentions and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code MovieLoversUnite to get 20% off plus free shipping. Also, too, you know, there was a time in my life when I was just shaving with the wrong tools in my life i was shaving with basically the same tool that you know basically the same tool that uh, sylvia had oh god yeah i'm gonna tell you i would probably have to spend a lot of time in the emergency room and everything you know what i mean Crichton? and you don't want to do that you want to have you want to go ahead and shave your balls with the best tools for the job you know what i mean you want to make it look like there's no jungle down there right you know so it's a new year, new me yeah. with the global leaders and below the waist grooming this year. Take your package to the next level with the Performance Package 4.0 and brand new ultra premium body wash. The body wash is fantastic. I'm just going to be honest with you. And, Matt, and get, get this. The, speaking of home invasions, I have a bottle sitting right next to me and everything. Don't even ask me why I even have this thing next to me, but I have it. But this thing, this these bottles look like they're heavy enough to knock somebody out, out with. This is like showering with... Yeah, with an army style MRE in your hand. That's how heavy <laughs> these bottles are. These will knock your own out. You wouldn't even need it. Wow. Knife. Wow. This is how heavy they are. I'm telling you. Inside the package, uh, Performance Patrick 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. The electric trimmer is designed to trim hair to on loose skin. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate nuts. It also equipped with a 4000 LED spotlight that will shine a light all the way down to the promised land in 2022. A grooming routine isn't complete with applying crop preserver and crop reviver before showing off your 2022 self. The unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence this year. I'll tell you what. If, if Jerome wanted up showing his package or Clint, I promise you, they wouldn't even have a problem with her at all. But, right, you know, they didn't. Right. So, unfortunately, right. that was the outcome. They ended up dying. But a grooming routine is, a, like I said before, 
to complete the set, Manscaped threw in the their shed travel bag and anti-shafting box boxer briefs as a free gift to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And the new product that needs no introduction is the ultimate premium body wash for Manscaped. Solves the three of the perfect addition to your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, I shower every day, and I hope you do too. This body wash smells great too. It's cologne infused with aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling nice and moisturized. Kick, wow. Com- yeah, kick discomfort and poor hygiene to the curb this year and use the best tools for the job, whether your resolution is to uh work out more or travel to the places be sure to travel to manscaped.com for exclusive offer at 20 percent off free shipping and handling with the promo code movie loves your night get yourself 20 percent off plus free shipping so wow <laughs> that sounds like a so, walt disney world experience but no sorry <laughs> <laughs> but you know um uh, but so let's go on ahead let's go on ahead. let's go and get back to business whenever it comes down to our review though (laughs) right right we have this one so we have this scene being played out with the cops and the cops are over there and of course the police captain is okay with uh with olivia to be uh sylvia i mean not olivia sylvia and so anyways he's like so is it okay if i go offer officer yeah we got everything you need but then you have the other policewoman coming in, mm-hmm. which is Detective Kim Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. And let me just tell you about Samantha, because Samantha was actually on a movie called Alone that uh, Jason directed and wrote to. Mm-hmm. And she does a fantastic job as yeah. an actress. And she did a really good job at not speaking of putting on fronts. She could read right through her. Right. Yeah. That's what I enjoyed watching that with, you know, her performance, because it was kind of like it wasn't the good cop, bad cop type, you know, area stereotypical. You know, there's the good cop. Here's the bad cop. It was more like old school, new school, you know, like the old school cop was kind of like, you know, hey, we know you. You live here, you know, Uh, but the new, you know, the younger cop was to me, it just, it went over well because it was like, look, things aren't making sense, you know, to me. It's like, why are you running a mile away from your house and calling these people your neighbor? You know? <laughs> so, right. And then I, she I just, was, uh, remember what, it. right, because remember what Olivia said, though, she said, oh, I call them my neighbors because we had that close relationship. And everything, and they used to make the best cupcakes. Or so I'm not, go- I'm not going for verbatim, but that's basically right. the kind of BS story that she gave. Yeah, mm-hmm. and also too, there are some callbacks. If you love horror movies, there's Hayden Field. There's callbacks to Camp Crystal Lake. There's which is Jason Voorhees. There's Nightmare on Elm Street callbacks. There's Scream callbacks. There's a lot. You could definitely tell wow. that horror. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff within the dialogue itself. That you might miss yeah. out on the first go round, yeah. And there's stuff that I missed out on that you caught, which I'm glad that you caught, right? With uh, with c- certain scenes, you know, sure, when, yeah. Because, like and, I said, I didn't think about the ghost or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because you know, the key thing that really sunk in with me that made me think in my mind when I was watching it is when, um, you know, when Olivia 
was on the porch. And, you know, I mean, to me, it was very good acting when she was, you know, sitting there and she was patting air, you know. She, do you remember that scene where right. she was sitting there patting on the well, air on the porch? And right, because it, it makes showed, it look like she was – right, because – she makes it look like she's patting uh, Lizzie. Yeah, exactly. And seeing so, uh, acting wise, that's difficult to pull that off and make it believable. It really is. It's kind of like you have to know your exact hand positioning and try to recreate that. And it's not like you just do it once. And it's kind of like. You know, you're directing and you're recording this, so you got to get it just right to make it believable for the audience and right. make, and pray that you've got it <laughs> on the f- first couple takes. You know, it's like, oh, God, please. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that's actually called mirroring, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be, uh, that's what I thought, because I remember learning about that in theater class. Yeah. And also, too, that's also how I painted um a scene in theater because i didn't have any props other than my boxing gloves so what right. i did was i just act i just used it used air to make it look like sure. I'm make the rope of a boxing ring yeah so mm-hmm. that's a perfect way of actually describing it as mirroring in yeah. a character but that's mm-hmm. not being there yeah and you know things like that you know to the audience it's like you know, yay, that's a that's a nice, you know, that that's a great scene, you know, type thing. But somebody that's like for me, that I'm like, God, I can appreciate that because I know how tough it is when like you're dealing with supernatural or dead or that kind of stuff. You know, it's uh you know, anybody could do it, I guess, you know, but there's a difference than just saying, you know, here, put the sheet on you and be Casper the ghost, you know, <laughs> versus <laughs> the, like trying to do it with style or, uh, you know, at a, you know, type or taking that extra couple of hours and try to make it creepy, but just by throwing blood on it or something, you know what I mean? Right. So it's the attention to details, the, what, Editors like to say, uh, the devil is in the details. And this movie really captures those details. Definitely. So now let's talk about the end credits, though, too. Because the end credits with all the magazines and stuff, and then you also have the editing, all the cast members being listed on there as if it's like a, a magazine articles and stuff like that, which I really love that Jason did. And I didn't talk about this in the non-spoiler review because I was trying to save the flavor a little bit. Yeah. But man, I really loved that. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed seeing something different like that. Oh my gosh. That was such a treat to see it, you know, um, because like, and which, you know, most actors that, or anybody that works in movies, they will tell you, you know, as long as your beginning is good and your ending is good, you know, uh, you, that's what, that's your best compliment that you can give to, you know, make sure you got a good beginning and a good ending type of thing where 
and like the credits. And I loved how they was just, it was such a nice new fresh look and take. It was like, wow, this is amazing. And where I love where after the credits played, where, um, Right. You know, where we, I'll, I'll right. the hell with that. I'm not going to call her Olivia on this. I'm going to call her Disney because I can't re- re- resist. <laughs> it's but... Sylvia. It's Sylvia. I, no, I, I called her call Olivia her... on an accident, but it's actually. Uh, no, I'm going to call her Disney. But her act, her real name. Or Disney. Yeah, her real name Disney. is Olivia Disney. Yeah, I'm going to call her Disney right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> when <laughs> when Disney, because I've been wanting to do this, when Disney, that's so awesome. When uh, w- she was like doing the selfie thing and looking in the mirror, I'm telling you, to me, that creeped me out more th- than I think anything, because the deliverance of it, the the, the was like, holy crap! This is like a real life. Ted Bundy, Jeffrey mm-hmm. Dahmer, Wayne Gacy, these names were going through my head. You know, I, I really thought about Wayne Gacy, how this, you know, how he would dress up in a clown and, you know, he was a plumber, but then he was going around, you know, Her kids' birthday people. parties. Y- right. Yeah, you know, it's like, and seeing Disney do this where, she could perform such, you know, like God almighty, you know, it just, that was the hook line and sinker for me right there. I was like, Jason, you got me, you know, same here, to be honest with you, the transformation of her face and then her facial structure, the look she goes into the camera on her social media it looks like, and she's admitting to the fact that she killed these people, killed the neighbors, killed the home invaders, and she's going to get away with it. She thinks that she's going to get away with it. Yeah. But I'm hoping that I see a cat and mouse game between the detective and her, which would be fantastic. Yeah. But like you mentioned, Crichton, this, I, I can understand why you call her Disney rather than call her <laughs> by a character name because of the transformation <laughs> of it being so real of the fact that it could actually be an actress who winds up going down this deep end, who winds up, like the way she does it is just phenomenal Mm -hmm. and everything. The Mm -hmm. quick transformation of, it doesn't even feel like she's playing the character anymore. And usually if an actress is playing just themselves or whatever, it pulls me out. But here's the thing. I'm thinking that she's playing the way that she would play herself as the as the cat, you know what I'm saying? Like the character yeah. just took her, took over her, yeah, and possessed uh, her yeah. in a way to where it brought that out, and mm-hmm. that is something that I really loved about it. Yeah, and you know, it's like, gosh, and the thing of it is too, like when actors or actresses have to go down that deep rabbit hole you know of playing these disturbed characters you know it's really up to the whole team to be there for that person who's got to travel down that rabbit hole because you know that that actor or actress they gotta go to a dark place you know to make that character come alive right 
Right. And when, you know, the director says, okay, cut, you know, everybody take a 15 minute break. You got to be there for, you know, that person on set. And you got to make sure that it's not just on set, but it's like after they get home, you know, it's like you've got to. Uh, so to say that Disney has pulled that off top notch i mean my hat's off to her it's like girl you should be in hollywood <laughs> i agree as a matter of fact i, I want to have her on the show i'm hoping jason uh gives me a chance to actually have her on the show because yeah. i want to know how she managed to pull that off mm-hmm. and how she was managed to switch that off because yeah. i know me as an actor or whatever I know that that would be hard for me to separate myself from that character once yeah. it says once they say cut because once you're in that role and you reach this point of darkness, it's hard to pull that person out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect Sometimes example is Heath Ledger, very, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Heath. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Heath Ledger, you know. I mean, but uh, but this uh, Jason, if you're watching. <laughs> This movie is fantastic. It's fantastically well executed, perfectly well written. You have a home run on your plate when it comes to Masquerade and also your Alone series, too. And I can't wait to check that out whenever you have Lonely Echoes coming out, which is the sequel to Alone. I can't wait to see that. But, Jason, keep up the awesome work over there, especially with your Voorhees and uh, fan film of Friday the 13th and everything, too. It means so much to me that we were able to actually do a spoiler review for this. Mm-hmm. And I know you for you, Crichton, as well. I mean, this means a lot to you as a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but I can only speak for me, you know. But it really, it gives me hope uh, for the future of filmmaking because, you know, we're all so used to, um, you know, the big budget movies, you know, the, right, the, big <laughs> the blockbusters. People, yeah. You know, the, the, the studios that have more money than God, but you know, uh, like when it comes to directors and writers and producers and actors and actresses that just is like, man, I got this story and I want to tell it. And when they tell it, you're like, Oh my God, where have you been my whole life? You know, it's like, (laughs) so it's, that's the way it is. And it really gives me hope for the future of filming. When I see films like Masquerade and films directed and the whole cast and crew of this movie as well. So excellent job, everybody. Definitely. And speaking of Olivia, Disney. Uh, she's actually been watching this whole entire time. She's oh. actually in the chat. She's, oh. she's, I'm watching and you'll have me crying. Thank you so much. You are very oh. welcome, Olivia. You are very welcome. Oh. And let's see. Uh, Jason says, I'm sure Olivia and I can make come on. No problem. We can make that happen. Yes, Jason, come on. As a matter of fact, I'll have Crichton come on with me again. Because I'd like to actually have him come on. Yay, I can throw a Disney joke. (laughs) 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 Yep. 
I, I could start get, singing. Get I could start it. singing to Olivia. I'm gonna be like, "It's a small world after all." And just like that, you know? we lost all our 715 subscribers. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't because of a manscape ad. But anyway. uh, no, believe it or not, it wasn't about talking about balls either. Yeah, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, Olivia says this. She says, "Can't wait to go on the show and." dive into exactly how i got into the character olivia we can't wait either to be honest with you you crafted that character beautifully the whole cast is fantastic jason oh, gosh uh, i mean i can't wait to be able to chat with you about this film and i no matter here's the thing whenever i hear a film getting buzzed over at an independent film festival i get excited for this mm-hmm. but here's the thing it's your film i'm excited for you and all the success that you're having with this film. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear more of what what this film is going to do. This film is going to have legs. This is a film mm-hmm. that people have been wanting from the horror genre for a long time. Yep. And you were able to pull so much layers, Olivia. You, Jason, you managed to get the best possible uh, direct direction from your actors, which is the job of a director is to yeah. get the best out of your actors and actresses, and you did a phenomenal job. Congratulations, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, awesome <laughs> job, man. And, uh, you know, this is going to not only Jason, but to everybody. Y'all absolutely deserve every award y'all can get from the film festivals. And, you know, um, I, I, I'm telling you, this movie's so good, I would be like, Okay, I'm glad they won the award, but this movie's so good, they need to have all their sexual fantasies fulfilled as well with it. So, I mean, y'all, it's that good. I love it that much. <laughs> this is not Fifty Shades of Grey, right? But she does. But guess what, Crichton? Olivia says this. Crichton was amazing and so fun to listen to, and. <laughs> This is why I like having Crane on. He brings out uh, the best yeah. energy on my show and everything, yeah. too. And Jason says, thank you, man. Much appreciated. We are very humble. I'm glad that you are. But, you know, that's going to be it as far as this review goes. Is there anything else that you would like to say, Crane, before we close out? No, I mean, look, the best thing I could tell anybody and everybody, if you have not, not watched this movie yet, what are you waiting on? Go and watch it. Because all you're doing is depriving yourself. Because if you want something new, if you want something different, only can Jason Pitts and the cast and crew of Masquerade is can fulfill each and every bit of your horror, deceitful, weird, fulfilling needs. Most definitely. And one other thing before I close out, for everybody saying, oh, where's all the original stuff? Why are you just getting sequels and reboots? You guys need to go on ahead, go to Jason Pitts' YouTube channel, subscribe over there as well under Jason Pitts. You can watch alone. He doesn't have Masquerade uploaded yet, but you'll see the originality behind Jason Pitts' originality with everything and callbacks to other horror movies and stuff like that that you can really relate to and understand from the lenses of Jason Pitts. Yep. So do that. And <laughs> Olivia's cracking up. <laughs> but he is hilarious. He'll even turn your um, review into a porno sometimes and cause other people to can't. 
<laughs> wait, wait, Jason's last name is Pitts, right? Here we go. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's Jason Pitts, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so when Jason comes on your show next time, run the Manscaped thing and run the Pitts thing. It'll somehow correlate with each other. You know, it's, okay. Jason can be like, my name, my last name is Pitts, and I use Manscaped. You know, okay. uh, you know, I'll I mean, it'll work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. But anyways, guys, that's going to do it as far as this review for Masquerade goes. I'd want to thank Crichton so much for doing this review with me. It means so much to me to take the time out of your night to talk about Masquerade, and I'm glad that you wanted to do it. Uh, It was fun, man. It was so great. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. me. You're welcome. And I want to thank Jason, Olivia, and everybody else in the live chat as well. And then also, too, I want to remind everybody, tomorrow night, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, Beth from Made for Movie TV Podcast is going to be on the show with me again. And we're going to be doing another indie movie that's actually been nominated for the Holly Shorts Film Festival selection. And it's this one's actually going to be called Under the Heavens. And, it was, and this is only a 17-minute movie. That, that wow. got made. And it's really good. So go in wow. and check that out at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Then on Tuesday, I'm going to be doing a review of Cobra, which is actually the Sylvester Stallone movie from the 1984. Right. But if something happens and everything, don't worry. I have a backup plan in case we're not able to do that because I am going to go check out the new Scream movie on Tuesday before we do the review for Cobra. So expect one or the other. Either way it goes, we're still going to do a show at 8 o'clock sometime, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. So, you know, that's just what we do here at Movie Lunch Night. If one person can't make it, we adjust it, we adjust the times yeah. and everything, and we do something else. It's no skin underneath my, my, uh, on my end at all. So right. with that being said, guys, do us this one favor. Smash that subscribe button. Smash that like button. If you want to donate to the page, how do you do that? Just go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Donate 5 to $10 over there. Helps keep the lights here on here at Movie Lovers Night. Another thing, too, I want to mention is this. If you guys want to follow me, follow me underneath Movie Lovers TV Lovers Night on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest as well. If you want to get an audio-only podcast of our episodes here at Movie Lovers Night, you guys can get that wherever you guys get your major podcasts from. But go over to Good Pods. Good Pods is a good place for us as content creators, for podcasters. This is like social media for podcasting. And also, too, if you're someone that likes listening to podcasts, go over there, rate us over there and everything. And you can comment. We can comment back and forth. Tell us what you think of it, of our show and stuff like that, too. And it also gives other people a chance to find us, even if you rate us on iTunes as well, on the Apple, uh, on the podcasting app over there. You guys can find us there and on Spotify as well. You can rate us over there now, too, and comment as well. So go ahead and do that. Two Blur Girls Podcast and I also teamed up with Children's of St. Jude's Hospital. So we do, yeah, we're doing a little charity and you get yourself a Sensi, 5 to $10, and guess what? All proceeds go over to the Children of St. Jude's Hospital, and that's where you guys can donate over there to get yourself a Sensi. All those links will be in the link below. If you want the 10% off uh, Manscaped stuff, that's also in the links below as well. If you want to, go ahead, follow me under uh, Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter and Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok as well. And if you would like to be on the show, if you're a sponsor or anything like that, just go ahead and reach out to me at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. Friend, where can people reach you at if they want to go ahead and follow you on social media? 
Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like, I feel underclassed after here. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know who I am right now, you know? <laughs> but, uh, uh, they, let's see. I know it's Creighton Films and just Google it. You can find me, you know? <laughs> That's simple. Google it. You'll All find right. me. I'll pop up. <laughs> All right. But that being said, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Olivia. Always until next time, guys. Have a great and safe night, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.